0: In Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, we thank you for the privilege of knowing you, knowing your words, having direction in life, which has been provided by the instruction from scriptures. Thank you, Father, for it in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we have gathered here again to learn how to pray. Thank you because that is something you have prepared. And we ask, Lord, that each person will receive his or her portion in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise. All right, let's uh, declare the word of understanding as we are going to study today. One, 2 let's go. Now I declare that the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, and I'm being filled with the knowledge of His will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking a manner worthy of the Lord, I'm pleasing Him in all respects, I'm bearing fruit in every good work, and I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to his word. The word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area. And it is making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Before you sit down, greet somebody, say, Understanding is your portion today in Jesus' name. Tell the person, Congratulations, you are very wise. You are wise with the wisdom of heaven. You are wise with the wisdom of God. The Holy Spirit is in you, making you wise. You are wiser than all your enemies, all your teachers. You are wiser. (laughs) You have more understanding. In the name of Jesus Christ. All right, let's take our seats. Um, Our school of prayer, and with each passing day, I become more convinced it's something the whole church should actually do more regularly. Learn how to pray. The disciples came to Jesus. They said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Do you understand? All right? And he told them how to pray. He gave them words to use in prayer. I discovered that one of the major assignments we have in life is to pray. It's an assignment. One of the major distractions in life is commentary. Did you get that? To pray is what? A major assignment. To pray is a major assignment. But a major distraction is what? Commentary. We just settle down and be analyzing what is going on. Sometimes what we are doing is not a sin in itself. It's a loss in times of opportunity cost. Do you get my point? The time you could have spent. Now all of us have to learn that discipline. Me, you know, inclusive. Try and spend your time on things that edify Spend more time on things that build up. Things that are neutral are almost as bad as things that are negative. He that is slack in business is brother to him that destroys. Are you getting my point here? So even though something itself does not appear bad, the fact that it's taking the time they are supposed to use for other things, that fact makes it negative overall. Please bear that in mind we lose a lot of the privileges we have, we waste a lot of the opportunities we have by not spending more time praying about things. I get blessed, of course, I keep growing every day, and I get blessed by understanding. One of the things I have understood the most in recent times, which I've been proving is to, literally, you know, you can learn to pray as a religious obligation. You know, bless the food of God, I say amen. What did I say? <laughs> you know, uh, that's how we used to say in secondary school I was in boarding house and the food prefect had to bless the food and they would say bless the Lord say, Christ amen. you know like just say it so that we can start eating there was no gratitude, nothing sometimes people read their bible like a charm now when I say charm now it's like um, ah, let me read it so that today will be good they are not reading it to learn that's why sometimes I know I'm not very popular in this. I tell people that I don't understand. Now, please, this is a personal issue. Are you getting my point? What I'm about to say is what? A personal issue. Okay, so you can disagree. But I don't know how you are going to disagree anyway. Okay, but you can disagree. You have your opinion. I have my opinion. I cannot come and agree with you now. Otherwise, both of us will be wrong. Are you getting my point? <laughs> That's what that was. <laughs> of I was. One my favorite said Say hey, you have a right to your opinion. If I agree with you, both of us will be wrong. <laughs> Now, what I want to say is this. I don't, that's why I don't understand why in this modern day. Now, if you've had your habit for 20 years, I can understand it. When you want to start studying the scriptures, you read King James English. You know, the old King James Bible. You get the old King James Bible and start reading. Like I said, it is my what? Opinion. It is possible, like the recruits you say, that God speaks to him in Elizabethan English. It's possible. I'm not saying it is impossible. But don't forget, Derek Prince was reading the Bible at the time. One is an Englishman, a Greek scholar, a philosopher, before he became a Christian. And he's telling the story, began to study the Bible during the Second World War. So that was quite a while ago. (laughs) Talking about modern day. That's why I believe in reading your Bible in a language that you understand, the one that you speak. King James Bible is a very beautiful Bible. It's good. I'm not saying it's bad. I just have a personal issue with the fact that I don't speak that language. For me, reading the Bible is not about a religious duty. It's I need to learn so I can walk by it. And for my own calling in life, my own mission in life, I need to learn so I also can teach. I felt like giving myself another name, Ezra. Because I read Ezra, you know. (laughs) And Ezra gave himself to studying the word and to teaching the people. Because many people in Israel did not understand the commandments, so Israel said, "Let me go and study it, and take it out and go and teach the people." What I'm saying is that, listen, studying the scriptures shouldn't be for us like just, "Have you read your Bible?" No, it's when I pick the book, I want to learn. I want to learn. I really, really want to learn. In the same manner, when I'm praying, so I want to pray. That things I'm, I'm like I said, I'm being blessed. I keep on increasing. Now, I don't, I don't have the capacity to pray as a habit. You know, like just. Let's say the prayer. No. Each prayer I say, I mean. I expect that somebody is listening to me. And I expect him to answer. If I pray for the country, I expect an answer. I do. I am convinced that by virtue of the words that I'm uttering, President Muhammadu Buhari will do better. I am convinced that by virtue of the words I'm uttering, there will be safety on roads. I'm convinced that by virtue of the words I'm uttering, do you understand? Motions are being generated in the realm of the spirit. I don't just pray for. Let it be that. Let it be that I pray. I actually expect an answer every single time. You know, there's, this quote I've used many times from the mouth of the red Prince. He said, "In any nation where the church is established, God holds the people of God there responsible." For everything that occurs in the country. I believe it. I believe if election is coming up. We must get down and pray. I believe the actions we take. Affect. Decide a lot of times. What is going to happen down the road. What it means therefore. If you are on the street. And they say there is insecurity. It is a shame for you as a believer. To open your mouth. I said, that is the problem with Nigeria. The police is not doing anything. If it was an American now, once you call the police, they will be here in three minutes. How can robbers be in a house for one hour? Oh, this country is bad. <laughs> if you're a Christian, let me just tell you what the angels are doing. Shame, shame, shame on you. Shame, shame, shame on you. You, don't, you know, Did you do wine when you were young. wine windy, windy, windy. Shame. Are you getting my point? Yes. That's what the angels are doing. What it means is that if there is insecurity, go and do what? Pray. I read something from Ezra today. Beautiful. Let's quickly open there and read it. The one I quoted earlier is Ezra chapter 7 verse 10. It says, For Ezra has set his heart to study the law of the Lord and to practice it and to teach his statutes and ordinances in Israel. That's what the man made up his mind to do. Can you see that? All right. Now, this is what I want us to read. Let me just find that one quickly. Now, talking about security in your neighborhood, Ezra chapter 8, (laughs) verse 21. And there by the Ahava Canal, I gave orders for all of us to fast and humble ourselves before our God. We pray that he will give us a safe journey and protect us, our children, and our goods as we traveled. Now, if you back up, you will find, no, don't do that. But if you back up, you find that the king gave them a lot of money, a lot of money. So, and our goods. Pray that God will do what? Protect us, our children, and our goods as we traveled. Look at verse 22. For I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to accompany us and protect us from enemies along the way. After all, we had told the king, our God's hands of protection is on all who worship him, but his fierce anger rages against those who abandon him. Did you notice that? The man said, well, we opened our mouth. We told the king, God protects people. So they were going to travel. They were on the road for weeks. It took them almost three months to get where they were. started out in April, got there in August. Now, and they were, I don't have time to read it. You, the king gave them stuff. Gave them a lot of money. Take it, use it when you get down. Build the temple of God. All you, I ask you to do is pray for me and for my sons. Pray for my kingdom. And the man said, thank you. Canada, everybody that wanted to travel, but in their protection. Imagine you would like your, your king gave you like 10 million travel and you're going to be on the road for weeks. Are you getting my point? The man said, No, we have told the king that God protects people. So you know what they did? They went to pray for his protection. They expected God that he would dispatch angels that will go with them and protect them and he did. I'm, like, I'm just bringing out something here. So. If you are in a neighborhood, they say, look, your duty as a believer when you're in that kind of place, when they say there's trouble, is what? You kneel down and pray and actually expect. That's what I'm talking about. Actually expect him to do something. Actually expect it. If you are sick, eh? Don't just say, as if this is a Christian chant. Actually kneel down, ask the Lord, you understand? Mm-hmm. And discuss with him and quote those scriptures as Lord, this is your promise. And when you are declaring those words over your body, you are like, God, this is medicine, the one you sent. How many tablets in the morning? Three in the afternoon, two at night. Is that, is that okay? And the Lord says, yes. And you actually take it as a doctor's prescription. That's what, Kenneth, that's why Kenneth Higgin, Lilian B. Yeomans, and different people who said this, let me just add another one, John Gillick. They say, listen, If you give the same attention you give to your doctors to me, I will get you healed 100% of the times. The only difference between me and your doctor, there are two differences. One, with me there is no incurable sickness. Secondly, I don't use syringes and needles and tablets and injections and stuff like that. I use the word of God. But you will get healed. You will get healed. So when Jesus said, Men ought always to pray. It means every matter you, are you getting my point? You look around. Commentary is a waste of time. PDP has planned now to take over from APC. What is APC doing? That is a problem with this country. You know, we don't understand. If we only understand how to de-emphasize mediocrity. Now, that's one of my colleagues talking nonsense on television one day. That's what, I, <laughs> is what I'm quoting. <laughs> so we have to de-emphasize mediocrity. You know, the statements you make, even when you send it, you know it has no meaning. People <laughs> just, listen, what's the name of uh, uh, Ajakunya? Do, do you know my life? <laughs> <laughs> If the man like me, wear dog collar to, to send it. In other words, I don't read those things. When I read it, is when I get it, I just flip past it. So I bet don't waste my time. It, really, you know, there are things I just make up mind. I'm not reading. Don't waste my time. Don't just waste my time. You're wasting my time. All the drama. <laughs> do you understand? In fact, if you annoy me too much, I would say, go flush out every dramatist from the next, the next house when they come because I'm, I don't have time for such things. You know, before I already, now, you know, I don't want anybody to be wasting my time with their, uh, with the tomfoolery that they are, they are engaged in. Don't, don't waste my time. Let's read serious matters. We we'll just sit down there, and be talking, talking, talking. We are wasting time. Once people start this commentary, it's very about the nation. Eh? Just shut down. Just walk away. Especially those communities that mean nothing. Only trying to dig out what is wrong. With the, listen, you think your legislators are bad. Americans also think their own. They, they think their own are war, they, they, the ones they have are worse. The America, they are, uh, if I <laughs> thank God for kingdom work, people. Yeah. Most churches, if you say, "So easy to get American visa, you'll be there by tomorrow night." He said seed you want. They will sow anything. Yeah, the people in that country, they have, most of them also, they, they are angry with their president every day. So you think you have a unique issue? You don't. But as believers, we are wasting time. That's what i make. We should understand that the words that we speak, God needs, he requires them to move in situations. He does. That's why Jesus said, Men ought, how far? Always. How often? Always. How often? Always. To pray and not to get discouraged, not to get tired, not to faint. Different words to explain the same thing. And like I can always say, why does he say that? It is because there are times it will appear to you as if your prayers are not working. But they are always working. There are prayers you pray today, and God says, this one cannot be answered. For seventy-five years, I don't There are prayers, but you know what? Say, so why should I pray it? Because in seventy-five years, He will need it. I'm not joking about that. So, do you know prayer can be stored? There are prayers we pray. God will say, "Let me have it. Keep it there. Put it in that jar." So, how many, uh, how many, how many prayers do we have? The angels will weigh it and say, "This prayer weighs only two point five spiritual tons." So, we need it to hit eight points. Nine. Add it. What I'm telling you is a matter of fact. Then one day when the clouds are full, they now pour forth rain of answers on the earth. There are things that we're experiencing today that the men who prayed about them, they died 50 years ago. That's just the way it works. Why am I saying that? That's why Jesus said don't be discouraged. The reason that sometimes you pray about some things that appears as if what is not working. It's an assignment we have, oh, please, people of God. Is you know, I, I thought about it during this week. I said, no, we have work to do. And prayer, let me tell you another thing again about prayer. Let's so that we don't forget. Prayer is not. Ah, we are No. Sometimes it's like that. Do you follow my point? Uh huh. Sometimes no, there are different types. There are times it's like that, but don't make it a habit. You know, let me tell you something about prayer. Prayer is you are talking to somebody. You are addressing a situation. So, do you normally talk, you enter the room, tell your husband, your wife, or your brother, you say, please bring that call for me. No, no you don't. <laughs> you don't do that. No, you don't do that. Do you do that? But there are times, passion will make you shout. Are you getting my point? So, don't just turn the prayer to a shouting thing. As if you are not shouting, you are not praying. All I'm going to explain. You can sit up at the edge of the bed just wake up in the morning. Ah, Lord, I thank you for these things that uh, we have been learning. Now we understand that our words are very important and the things that we say, you want us to pray about things you want to do on the earth. And we've been told that the church of God is the primary thing you're doing now, advance the truth of Christ Jesus. For that reason, I pray for my local government here in Enugu, that the truth will penetrate it. I pray that the church in this state Will be filled with the truth of God. I pray that the church in Nigeria will know the truth of God, that they will not be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. I ask you that you release laborers who love the world, people like Ezra, who want to know it, practice it, and teach it. People who love you, Lord. Release them. Many of them are hiding in different places. Provide for them, open doors for them, give them boldness, anoint them in Jesus' name. Amen. That's five minutes. That is five minutes. Very effective prayer. You won't feel any trembling. You know? So when I was praying, I knew that room was full with anointing. Forget those feeling things. Sometimes they happen, most times they don't. That's something we should bear in mind. They don't happen often. It's one line. Your child is doing a program. Lord, I ask you to pour a special grace. You're coming for Bible study, Lord, this evening. Pour it. release your grace. I want to know you better than we, you know, we understood you before. As casual as it may seem. That is why men can pray all the time. Men cannot always fast. You can pray every single time. And that's why we need to understand it. That God, does, those statements we make, He requires us to do them. He does. He does. The Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. So what we are doing in, this, in, in all of these teachings is to raise for God people who will learn to pray all the time and effective prayers. Not people are punching the air, just like they let us pray. They don't, they're, not, they're just talking out of habits. And if somebody has taught them bad ways of praying, we'll, upon the road in Nenugusta, we we'll plead the blood of Jesus. It has no meaning. But I'm not talking about that now. There are things that we are supposed to be praying about. There are things we are not supposed to be praying about. Let me, say, let me answer something I said last time. Because some people are wondering, hey, what did this man say? Actually, I did not even realize what I... No, I knew what I said when I was saying it. Okay? But I did not even realize how okay, let me be like this. I was not listening to myself. Thank God Apostle Okemuti now came and repeated what I said and now heard it properly so that I could now start practicing even what I was preaching. Okay? You no, know, he said it was last time that his wife wanted to pray about something. What was it again? You know you know those you know. Uplifting matters, let's be like that. <laughs> he told her, wait. The prophet said, all this matters, let's leave it for the rest of the year. Then I spent six months asking God, I need to build a house, I need to buy a car. You understand? I need to be promoted, I need open doors, I need money, I need a wife, I need a husband, I need children. He said, wait, next six months, seven months, I mean, anyway, the rest of the year. Let's leave that. Let's focus on what? The kingdom. Prayer for the church, for advancement of the truth. I said it last time. Let's do it not, it's not so much of an experiment. Okay, let's do, let's use the word of God, which is a demonstration. Yes. It's called the demonstration of his righteousness. Now, let me say something. It is not, in fact, when he was when you were sitting during the, the co-workers' prayer, huh? People were stretching, say, Ah, oh boy. Was that exactly what pastor meant? Let me just tell you. Okay, so it won't be any confusion. Yes, that was exactly <laughs> what he meant. I didn't plan to see it when I was at home. When I said I preach, I didn't have it in my mind. Now, when he now said you hear what the prophet said, I now say, Amen. It's a prophetic utterance. Now, if you don't obey it, you won't die. Your life will continue normally. You'll be struggling to get the prayer answers you were getting before. Things will just be normal. Get some, not get some. But, I say boldly because it's in the word of God. You know what Jesus said? Seek what? First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what? All other things, sometimes they will come. Amen? Was that what he said? You are saying amen? No. Are you on coding <laughs> <laughs> What did he say? All other things shall be added. You know the problem? We believe our habits more than we believe his words. Somebody said, Okay, what if I now have issues like that? We'll cast our bodies upon the Lord. That's what J.A. Peter said. He said, how do I pray about it? Let me say something to you. It's called resisting temptation. When the temptation... Now, another thing. These are things you prayed about before, I, 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 did it, Have you not? When the thing comes up again, and you, know, like you say, ah, this year will not pass me by, don't say it again. You said it in January. That one is still working. If that's all, we need to do the work. You said it in January. What we are saying is that this time around, Remove your eyes from it. Okay, let me put like this. Let's just watch Jesus perform what he said. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things. And he said, listen, he told us the things. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What With what shall we clothe ourselves? And that's what well, this is my understanding. It's not just those three things. Those are the examples of the things that people seek for basic sustenance issues in life. So, what should we pray about? You know, the other day we were talking about our, those are our people. I remembered them, so I began to pray for them. God, find them a space. Mobilize people to open door and to, to help them. They need a space to be having meetings. A church of over 100 people, they are meeting in a badger. No wooden just one rough wooden, zinc, stuff put together. I said, Lord, open doors. And there's money available to do some things. So. Ah. So I just remember that it's a church. Doing serious missionary work, discipling people for Christ. When, some, when the door is not open for them, we pray for them. That God will open a door for them. That is a better prayer point. There are prayers you will just sit with. That you will not forget to mention them in prayer until you see that they have now find a, they have found a good place that they can be worshipping. That's what they call seeking first what? The kingdom of God and His righteousness. A friend of yours is doing a program, like, I'm, I, 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 I'll, I'll be going to Sokoto to go and preach this week. And, I mean, if you check my DP, it is there, Apostolic Summit. It started since last week because I'm, I'm joining halfway through. You see that kind of thing? <laughs> They're organizing, gathering people from all over the country in Sokoto. I told somebody today that I'm flying first thing tomorrow morning to Sokoto. He said, eh? "He is he safe there? See, si. please don't dis- don't wear down my faith. What are you? Don't discourage people. You know, <laughs> the Lord is good. Now you hear such you hear such things. You say, Father, I thank you for people that you have sent. Listen, I ask for them. What was your mind? Was what? Is this safe? I ask for them protection. I ask for I ask as you have promised in your word that your word will be fulfilled in their lives. That you will surround them as the mountains sur- surround Jerusalem. No evil will befall them. That is what your word says. Fulfill this word in their life in the name of Jesus. Let them be delivered from wise, wild beasts, like Paul said. You understand? The ones who will preach, open their mouths, give them utterance. Let the word come down. Let the environment feel it. Just pray down is five minutes. But you know what Satan has given us an assignment? Ha! Huh, this is not safe. People should come and hide. They should hide themselves. That's how this pastor went the that day. He went to Mozambique. He died. There was another one that went to Russia. They killed him. Then when he went to America, you forget that people are dying in Enugu every day. You'll be amplifying the negative things, thereby undermining your own faith and withdrawing power from those who want to walk. Let me tell you the truth. God has bound us together as a country. Are you getting my point? When I say that, I'm not talking about everybody, I'm talking about the church within the country, where, I want, where the church in Nigeria. Do you know if, as a nation, all of us churches, you know, the Christians now, if every time we see those such programs, we start speaking negatively like that, we start speaking negatively like that, they will not know why. But every time they gather, their hands will be weak. What I've told you is a matter of fact. That's why if you are married, if your husband is doing something, and you don't understand fully, don't sit down and be saying that he's very foolish. I don't see what he's doing. This is how we will go broke. This is how we will die. This is how we won't have money. Do you know why? There's a reason why I can't do that. Even if, because it's a possibility. Let, let, let's give it a 50-50 chance that he's right or he's wrong. If he's right and what he's doing is correct, and you get up every day and talk like that, you will reduce his ability to succeed. And at the end of the day, he will fail. And you know what he will say? I said it. And what you will not know is that it happened because you said it. We're already on, on Saturday. Peter made it clear to us. Husbands, treat your wives very well. Though. Don't be, de- don't let there be division between the two of you. Otherwise, what? Your prayers will be hindered. You may be in civil service office. Your husband has gone to the market to go and hustle. You understand? What you are seeing over there is affecting whether he gets customers or he does not. So when we're all members of the same body, you know, we've been talking about praying for the body of Christ. That's the kind of habit we're supposed to make. And as we're developing, as we're growing, as God is enlarging our, our capacity, our hearts, our faith, it will get to a point in time you will stop. One other country down the road is doing a program, they see the poster. Wow, they are bringing this man to town. Oh, this woman is coming. Anointed ministers of God. You gently bow down your head for two minutes. And ask the blessing of God upon the program you are not even planning to attend. Should I tell you something? That is what God instructs that we should do. There's something I thought about yesterday. No, today's what? Tuesday. Okay. It was on Sunday, not yesterday. I was alone in the house. Everybody had gone to church. I was alone. I was at home. I didn't go anywhere. So I went to go and anyway, make a long story short. I went to the sitting room. I wanted to eat something. So I had a small breakfast in my hand. I said, let me just watch TV while I was eating breakfast. Uh, so, of course, it's, I was looking for somebody preaching good words. So, I was flipping the Christian channels, a lot of them. I got to one particular one. And this man of God was downloading heavy word. You know what they call heavy word? Let me not tell the kind of things he said because you take time. But the word was heavy. Every sentence, hey, I was writing. I began to use shorthand. Because, because it's not a rig, it's not, it's just not TV. And suddenly he paused. So I want to share some secrets to you to know with you, some important secrets. When they got to that point, I will be getting suspicious. <laughs> you know, I just I got I sat down and I was pained. I was pained. This, this video is more than 10 years old. This man still goes around preaching. And that depth of word, he's not known for it anymore. Everybody I invite him now that I'm aware of invite him to come and raise money. And he's very good at raising money, but the painful part is that the word that he used to download that will make you shake your head. He doesn't preach it anymore. Then something struck me. What are we going to do about it? Open your Bibles. I said you should open somewhere, right? Eh? First John. Let's go to First John chapter four. No, First John chapter is it four or five? Anyway, it's open in my Bible. Let me just look at it. So you have read that before. He said, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. But have we ever bothered to look at the context in which he spoke? Let's read from verse 13. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence which we have before him. Now notice this, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request which we have asked from him. Did you notice that? So if it's according to his will, he answers us right. If you believe, he say amen. amen. Look at the first application. If anyone sees his brother committing a sin not leading to death, he shall ask and God will for him give life to those who commit sin not leading to death. He said there is a sin leading to death. I do not say he should make requests for this. All unrighteousness is sin. And there is a sin not leading to death. Now let me just stop here. I'm not talking about sin leading to death or not now. But at least we can all agree that if a man is beginning to lose his anointing, it's not a sin leading to death. Is it? Is it a sin leading to death? If a man is neglecting his ministry, do you think it's a sin leading to death? You're not sure? Okay. Some people say yes. Some say no. I'm supposed to be preaching. I'm not preaching. Is that a sin leading to death? Let me Before you keep on shouting, yes, yes, yes. The Bible says, if it's a sin leading to death, I cannot pray for you. Let me go back again. Do you think it's a sin leading to death if I don't do my ministry? All of them now agree. There's no one see seen the consequence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a sin leading to death. Are you getting my point? That, that, that's what I think. That's what I think. I, I'm bringing up something here. So when I was listening to that man that day, all right, releasing good word. At the end of the day, the fact that he has gone into money, raising money, money, money things, is kind of affecting the ministry. I felt bad. I'm not lying about it. I sat down. In fact, I wrote a long chat to some of my brethren and said, what can we do about the situation? And it dawned on me that very few Christians, it's easy for all of us to criticize it, but few of us ever sit down and say, Lord, we will not lose this anointing. Listen to me. When he says, seek first the kingdom of God, that's part of it. In fact, when I came before, when I came today, I had two things, two scriptures I wanted to read, and then we'll start. This is the second one. The first one I wanted to read, of course, which we all know, all right, is what Paul said when he was writing in in Romans chapter 12. When he said that we are individually members one of another. we've been talking about praying for the church. I wanted to just emphasize something, that the church is not made up of an organization. It's made up of what? Individuals. So part of praying for the church is actually what? Praying for individuals. So I would say, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Part of the assignment you have, okay, let me take me as an example. Part of the assignment I have is to settle down and I can just do a simple thing. I just pick that door, that door there in my mind. I say, Lord, everybody that walks through this door, I start praying for the person. And you see the prayer that Paul prayed. It's not God give them money. I read my Bible. There was not one time, go and read it if you have it, just show it to me, that Paul prayed for the church that they will have money. Go and check it. There was not one time. Now, please, I'm not. Don't imply what I didn't say. What I'm about to say. There was not one time Prop wrote a letter to the church that they will all be healed. Is there one time you saw it? No, if you saw it anywhere. In fact, most people refer to that they were sick, and I told them I left them somewhere, or they should use a little wine. You know, are you getting my point? <laughs> didn't say anything. No, go and check it. Said Trophimus, Have I left at Melitus sick? He didn't say anybody pray for him. Epaphroditus was sick. He said, God had mercy on me. I might say you shouldn't pray for any. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm going to emphasize something here. What was the thing that Paul prayed for all the time when he had to write write to Christians? Two things, basically. One, that God will give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of the understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of the calling. Knowledge of God and His Word was, was the primary thing He prayed for. Then He would pray that their love towards one another will abound more and more. Upon these two commandments, hang out the law and the prophets. <laughs> Did you notice <understand laughs> how I applied that? Upon those two prayers, every other thing is built upon. And He's praying for people. His prayer, go ahead and read it though. I'm not, you can open your Bible. The one we declare all the time, that I'm being filled with the knowledge of His will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding. I'm walking in the manner worthy of the Lord. I am pleasing Him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work. I'm increasing the knowledge of God. Is a prayer of Paul in Colossians chapter 1. He prayed for the, that, that one we declare. is His prayer. I pray for you that you will be filled with the knowledge of His will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So that you may walk in a manner worthy of Him. That was the prayer. We are talking about praying for the church, forgetting our needs. Some of us have done it, some of us haven't, but just ask yourself, when last did I take today I'm praying for my friends? All these people that gather with me in Kingdom Word every day, they sit on my left and my right. These people that these people that when I'm broke, I call. Let's even go there. When last did I sit down and pray for them what God wants in that? if it was not crucial and necessary, why would Paul be praying all the time? When I saw when I had that experience on Sunday, I told myself, some of the things we complain and criticize about, do you know we'll be held responsible about them? Are you aware that some of the people, you know, (laughs) that sit down, something led to it, there is a, God, can I say this out loud? Okay, good. I think it's not a bad thing. Apostle, is it good or bad? What i am about to say? (laughs) Okay. There's some particular man of God that is, that will balance it out. A well-known preacher. I was in, I told you I traveled, my friend who I was telling you about that I was with, all right, in his hotel room yesterday night. Okay, is one that's our main resource person for the workshop I went for. He comes from England. He's in Nigerian. But he now started talk, talking about, you know, something led to it. We're now talking about one other preacher. He said, have you seen the work that your brother is doing? I said, oh, that one. I said, oh, I said Pastor Kimuti okay, is always giving me updates. I said, me, I don't do Facebook. I don't watch YouTube. Two places you had. You had I get to Facebook maybe equivalent of uh, once every six months to one year. And I spend like two minutes there. How do they go to Facebook? I don't even know how to navigate around there. So I told them I don't do Facebook, I don't do I hardly YouTube is I'm looking for something, I put but to God YouTube and I don't so I said I'm not aware of what is going on. That I'm aware of it, but I don't personally follow it. That's okay that gives me all the updates. That this man he takes preachers in Nigeria, takes their messages and starts tearing them to pieces. A real preacher. And he takes other preachers, big preachers in Nigeria, and shreds them regularly. I said, Do you know what that has proven to me? He doesn't pray for them. Did you, have, did, did you hear what I said? He doesn't. He doesn't. You can't be praying for somebody and be doing that. And just by the way, Okemute okay, is your friend. Go and tell him what he's doing is very dangerous. It is very dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. It's very, very dangerous. God doesn't like it. I hope you know that. The Lord doesn't like it. The Lord doesn't like it. If you have a problem with this man, write them. Let me tell you something, let's get it re- real. One, they're not reading it. I mean, when I say they're not reading now, they're not listening to they are not reading to listen to anything from you. Those who are reading you are not learning anything from you, they are just joining your rebellious spirit. Those who love those men, they hate you. Yeah. Those who love those men you are criticizing, they despise your presence, they despise your words. Those who are following you, they never loved those men in the first place. You are not having any effect. Teach the truth and leave these people alone. You don't have to mention their names. But you know what you actually owe them? Even with our talking. We owe that brother prayer. We owe each other prayers. He said, if you see a brother committing a sin that's not unto death, you shall pray for him. That's why I came up here here to teach today. That we don't do enough of it. It's very easy for us to sit down and talk. I told you, commentary is a distraction. Prevents us from doing our assignment. How many of us husbands have actually behind our wives' backs sat down and said, Lord, today I want to pray for my wife? And this is you put up your hand. I'm asking you to think. You know, there are things that I easily you just easily forget. Wives hardly forget that one. I don't know. They are just nicer people than men. No, they they, they, they hardly forget. They are the ones that will pray for the children. They are the ones that will pray for the husband. The husband will just come out, hand out instructions, hand out instructions, (laughs) hand out instructions, and go his way. But if you're a husband, you're listening to this, you need to repent if you have not been doing it. There are times you need to sit down, just sit on the Lord, I want to pray. And this is the first thing you pray for every Christian you want to pray for. This is the first, listen, we're teaching about what prayer is, how it's supposed to be done, how we make it a habit. The first thing you pray for every Christian is what I saw Paul, even Jesus. Paul prayed for them that they will know him. Are you getting my point? This is eternal life. That was what Jesus said. Paul prayed that God will open. So listen, you cannot you cannot argue because you have a teaching anointing. You think if you teach, 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 your wife must understand by force. It's a lie. It's a lie. The person has to have the spirit of understanding for what you are saying to make sense. She has to have the spirit of understanding. You can't, you know, the lipstick that somebody, this guy, he doesn't understand this. You get him a book and you give him to read. It's a waste of time. Until you have prayed for the spirit of understanding in that area. He can take the book. It's in the scriptures. Hearing they will hear, they will not understand. Seeing they will see, they will not perceive. It is possible. It is possible. People will hear and hear. They won't understand. So what is the assignment? Before you start pushing somebody with a book to read. Settle down in the house. Now God has opened your eyes. And don't forget to pray for yourself also. Do you know why? Because you may be looking for the speck in your brother's eyes. But the pako, thank you. <laughs> what do you call it? The neppapo. thank you. The pylon <laughs> in your eyes. We not let you see what's wrong with somebody else. So nothing wrong, you think you are right, so go and pray. Once you are processing it through God, and you are not an accuser, make your mistakes, they will be for, both of you will be forgiven. As far as you brought the matter to God in prayer, not an accusation. It's more of, I think my brother is not doing that which is right. Lord, I'm asking you to give him life. If what he's doing is wrong, if what my sister is doing is wrong, don't let the person suffer for it. But bring the fellow back to the center of understanding. I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. It's easy to sit down and be pointing fingers and criticizing. And getting angry. Some of our criticisms, look, they are based on genuine reasons. So, well, it's not as if we are bad people. We are not just... We are, not, we are, In fact, sometimes we are jealous for the truth. We are jealous for the word of God. But I'm trying to challenge down to us today. Which is the fact that God says, listen, when you find your brother... Going wrong. What do you do? You pre- That's what the Bible says. You have a friend. You don't like the way he treats his wife. And you know that's why his frustration will not leave his life. You know that. I hope you know if you're a Christian man, don't treat your wife nicely. You'll be frustrated in this life. There's nothing you can do about it. I hope you know that. You, you, you just be going on the road. Your right tire will just enter into a gutter. Bam. And you can't believe it. There was no gutter there until you got there. <laughs> Because you, you, you are a good driver. You, how can you see such a big gutter and enter it? You tell everybody, there was no gutter here. All my enemies. you now not going join the church where they don't know how to descend the work of God. Everything is your enemies. Holy Ghost fire. Anybody that says you enter the gutter. Holy Ghost fire on his head. Then you wake up next day, you have migraine. Do you know why? All the fire you were calling upon the people that made you enter the gutter, had to walk. And since you are the one that made yourself enter the gutter, what else will happen to your head? Migraine. Now, this is the point. Instead of sitting there and saying, why is this guy treating his wife like this? A lot of times he doesn't know better. What his father taught him is still in his heart. Sometimes the anger he has against his mother is being transmitted to his wife. And he does not know. It's not like he knows though. And let me tell you something, now listen to this, except somebody prays for him, he will suffer like that for the next 30 years, he will be an angry old man, then his wife will just be traveling to go and visit their children, they won't know why, this woman loves her grandchildren, no she doesn't, she hates her husband, he's not a nice man. How many of you have troublesome brothers, do you have a brother that's troublesome or a sister that's very, very troublesome, if you have, just confess, confess. If you don't mind, uh-huh. good, put down your hand. Okay, you have a father that is troublesome. <laughs> People have, I think we'll have more hands go up. <laughs> Terrible. But this point I want to make, let's just leave that out. So if you, you know, now have you noticed something? I'm going somewhere. There's nothing you can do about it. Sometimes you are just wondering. Now, your brothers or your sister or somebody is giving you a sleepless night. But do you know why God did it like that? How you wish you were just alone. You didn't have that kind of attachment. You know, your money will last longer. You will spend less money on police. There was a year that half of the money you made that year. You were settling problems. Bailing him out of prison. Settling the people he took money from. You, you've been there. Some of you have been in such troubles. And you just sit down in your house. You just be shaking your head. You say, God, which kind of trouble is this one? I found out why God decided to... Put us together and tie us with crazy people. Do you know why? I'll tell you, that is the only hope for their redemption. since God does not want people to perish, so I'll tie this crazy boy to a responsible man so that the, the, the responsible man will pray until he will have a headache. And because they are brothers or at least their siblings, it's his sister, his brother, he won't be able to give up. Even when he wants to give up, he will call him and say, hey, bro, see, don't forget me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. You know this boy takes drugs. Nobody cares about him, but even if you don't care, it's just that you cannot help it, you have to pray. Why? He's your brother. No, There was a time I thought about it and I said, okay, that's when I understood why God did it. Otherwise, ha- 99% of the world would just go to hellfire. So what God did was to teach them to responsible people. As you are giving your life to Christ, you are the only one in your family. Yes. Then your problems start. You will pray, you will spend money. Don't feel bad anymore. What did I say? Don't, it's a job you are doing for God. Because that is the only hope for that guy's redemption. Say so Now, what I want to say, it doesn't sound nice, okay, but, okay, let, okay, I have a better way to say it. When he becomes truly hopeless, when she becomes truly hopeless, I know how to settle it, don't worry. But for as long as that fellow is breathing, is calling you, is talking to you, don't worry. You have an assignment, you will pray. Now, that is why God tied us naturally speaking. But spiritually, do you know what? We're also like that. Let me tell you something. If you have not noticed it before, I want you to observe something. How long did Joshua spend in the wilderness? How long did Joshua spend in the wilderness before he entered the promised land? How many years? Good, good. Okay. How long did Caleb, how long did Caleb spend in the wilderness? Caleb aged in the wilderness, but God kept his strength. Same thing with Joshua. Let me ask you a question Did they sin against God? Answer now. Did they sin? So why didn't they go as soon as they believed into the promised land? I'll tell you. God had tied them to the rest of Israel. So they were not going anywhere. As Israel was disobeying God, so were they being returned to the wilderness too. So if you think you can just obey God by yourself and enjoy by yourself, while everybody relies in darkness, you are lying. The rest of the church will keep you in the wilderness. (laughs) The rest of the church will keep you in the wilderness. That Look, that's how life is. Don't ask me why it's like that. I met it like that. It was like that when I was born. <laughs> Nobody asked my opinion before they made it that way. Joshua believed God. The only thing God could do for Joshua and for Caleb is to say everybody else will die. Two of you won't die. He looked at Caleb, said, Don't worry. Whatever your strength is today, forty five years later, that was the exact amount of strength the man still had. That's what God could do for him. But as per entered the promised land a day ahead, impossible. Of course, God had the power to take Joshua and Caleb. Take them in there. Create a colony around them. Remove all the giants. Angels will be their guards. But their life is useless. They were born to help the... That's what God said concerning Joshua. What is your assignment how for you? To help the people inherit the land. What say? That is why when I saw the other day, that man I was telling you about, the preacher I was saying, anointed man, I sat down in my room, eat pained me that these kind of messages are not available for me to listen to anymore. Why? Because my brother has gone to become a money raiser. Everything I is seed, seed, seed. If you plant this seed, you begin to plant it. Oh, I planted 10,000 naira the other day. After one week, I had 100,000. I want 50 people to come for right now and plant their 10,000 10, naira. So that at the end of one week, they are going to have 100,000 each. Okay, I see many of you want part of this anointing. Okay, come forward. If you don't have 10,000, make your own fire. I hope you know all of those things 99.9% of the time, lies, lies, lies. But it makes money. Okay, Muta has not been, has not been able to change his car for some time now. Why? He doesn't do it. If it look, listen. I will pray for you. You will not die, okay? But just do it for one year. You will see money. <laughs> I won't see you again in Nigeria now. <laughs> we tell Israel, tell Pastor, my wife and I in Dubai, from there we are going to Honolulu. I heard that Barack Obama is doing a homecoming there, so want to, he's come to the place of his birth. So we want to see him. You know, God spoke to us that we need to shake Barack Obama's hands, uh, you know. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said, Israel, where's okay with him? Last time, Pastor, he was in Honolulu, and he was in Hawaii. But I heard that right now he's in Canada, he's praying for the ice to melt. He's praying, <laughs> he's Canada. He's praying for the ice to melt. No, money! Money! He drives with mentor. He, he. Just one year of going around raising money. That's what I've told you. And your life won't be the same again. Then one day, Israel and Felix will bond you, beat, <laughs> beat, you'll beat foolishness out of your head. <laughs> Come back, come and do the work of ministry. <laughs> now I, I, I'm trying to say something. We're laughing, we're laughing, but you know the truth. That Sunday it pained me. I I don't know whether you're getting my point. I had the kind of words I had not heard in a long time. I was writing, I was writing, I was writing on my phone. Typing. Ta-da-da-da. I, I, I couldn't type fast enough to put down the serious points this man was making. And suddenly it got to the point he had to raise money. Switched. That's I went to one church also in town here. They brought a big man of God to town. I knew that guy when I was in school. Anointed. Anointed. He was preaching. I said, this man has changed. I was, I was enjoying him. Then suddenly, I remember that moment. He switched. <laughs> he began to preach. Sow a seed for the redemption of the sins of three generations. When I gave a car, my uncle died. Your enemies will die this week. All of you who have enemies, go and bring your... You know, the thing started. And that guy, when I was in school, I knew him. Anointed man. Full of the Holy Spirit. So on Sunday, I thought, I, I, it just hit me. I said, what, what can we do about things like this? The only answer I got, that's why I brought this today. Okay, that was on Sunday that I began to meditate on this. I said, we need to pray home. We need to pray. You when you see a man, stop, stop stop laughing at them. Stop getting angry. Start getting angry with the whole idea that anointings are being wasted. Start getting angry with that idea. With the whole idea that anointings are being wasted. That's what this man talked about in that book. What is his name? Demoshakaran. Happiest people on earth. There's one Demoshakaran said in that book, very powerful, about the young preacher at the age of 30. Is it Was it 33 or 34? How old was that young man, that preacher that he talked about in that book? Was in his mid-thirties. He said, anointed. He said, this guy was anointed, preaching for people like this. You see, blind eyes open, the lame will walk, sickness is being healed. They all the while, the man was interested in the money. He told them, Shakaara, you look. First, he said, man, you have a great thing going here. You don't know how to take advantage of it. You could make a lot of money. Demo Shaqara said, why are doing this for money? Let's make a long story short. The last day of the meeting that had gone on for like three weeks thereabout, the man decided, I, mean, I won't let this crowd go. He began to raise money. Two hours, taking advantage of the emotions of people. They had blessed them for weeks. Let me make a long story short. At the age of 43, the man had died. Five years later, after that, they went to Demo and saw him. said, the man was poor. Obviously, he was suffering. Three years after that, the man was dead. That is now eight years after that meeting. The man had died. He said, when he heard the news that the man died, what pain demon was a kai, an anointed minister has been lost. He said initially he was angry, but he thought about it. He said, now I remember what Charles Price used to say, that maybe these men are not wicked in themselves. When you're in the forefront, pushing the gospel, that you have to take a lot of attack Say maybe they crumbled under the attack. And after they crumbled, you began to see those manifestations. You are getting angry, but they are just wounded soldiers. Let's try to solve it. Everybody, I'm going to ask you to pray for me. But not now. You can, if you think I've gone crazy, please pray for me. Because uh, like we are the ones preaching the truth. Those other people, they don't know the truth. Once you are saying that one, you're already in trouble. You're already lying. Are you getting my point? Every man's ways is right in his own eyes. Every man's way is right in his own eyes. What I'm preaching, I believe it is true. In fact, i am come back from a workshop. At the end of the first session yesterday, <laughs> that my friend said, there are, he was quoting Rumsfeld, the American, uh, well, the guy that worked with George Bush. He said that, um, there are things you know, and you know you know. There are things you don't know, and you know you don't know you don't know, that those ones are the most dangerous. That it's better to have things that you know that you don't know. Are you getting my point? That this one, I don't know it, and I'm aware I don't know it. That's what happens sometimes. So when we went for the, at the end of that workshop, we said today, at least, we have increased the number of things we know we don't know. Because it was just about two hours somebody was teaching. So at least now we know the things that we don't know. We can now go back home and start learning them some more. That is why you pray for yourself too. Don't just assume, because if you don't know, I mean, I'm teaching, but there are many things I don't know. So I need to have understanding. If you love me, pray for me. Don't just shake my hand. Though. Pray. The pastor has been a tremendous blessing. Beyond that, tell me. I pray for you every day. Are, so I get some messages that God will keep you will not derail from telling the truth. I always say Amen. I always say Amen. I'm not one of those that said I don't need prayer. <laughs> Once I say I don't need prayer, it's a sign that I need it. <laughs> do you get my point? Yes, Once I say I don't need your prayer, just know that now, on Tuesday, you're not even coming here again, you're going to pray for me. When it's school of prayer, I say school of prayer for Pastor Bank. <laughs> are you getting my point? Yes, so I want you to pray for me, but that's not the first one I'm going to raise now. I want you to. Well, if I'm the one that qualifies, go ahead and do it. Okay? But first of all, I want you to pray for preachers that you know are genuine. I'm not talking about Joshua. <laughs> there are people that came here to play with us. I mean, they came to make mockery of the truth of God. I'm not talking about those people. I am talking about prof- true preachers you know, but you don't like the way they have gone. If I tell you this, it should surprise you. I can mention this name. How many of you know Guns, the comedian? All my life I've been in meetings. If I count five most anointed meetings I've been in, Don's was a preacher in one of them. Can you believe that? I've been going to a church. Hmm? I've been preaching for over 25 years. I was preaching before I left campus. I left University in 1991. That's almost 30 years that I have been preaching. I've been to all kinds of meetings. I've been in meetings in which the guest minister, the man who ministered in song throughout, was Ron Kennelly. Then he went and preached in a special meeting, ministers meeting. I was there. I've been in such meetings. I've been in meetings preached by Benny Hinn. This was in Lagos and this other one was in Benin. Yes, went to church government. Benny Hinn came to preach. Yes, let me close the story short. One of the most, and if I can put it as amongst the top, okay, let me just say top 10 in over 30 years was preached by Duns. How many, how many of you believe that? It's almost unbelievable for some of you. No. So, Pastor, no, no, you can't be serious. I hear some of his jokes now, they are dirty. Can you believe Federation Hall here? Uh, what do you call it? Presidential hotel. He just preached on the goodness of God. He's a comedian by nature. Who will laugh that day? We'll tell you stories of how, where he grew up, how God raised him, how God helped him. He said, in fact, one of the jokes he cracked. He wasn't joking, he was just preaching. He said, some of us, when God wanted to save us, he had to wear his hand gloves. <laughs> do, you, do you get the point? He said, God had to get hand gloves to wash some of us. We are too dead. And he would talk that, they, you know, by the time he finished preaching, I'm a witness. He couldn't stand. When the Bible said the priest could not stand to minister by virtue of the fact that the house was filled with glory of God, he could not stand. They literally carried him to, his, to the car that took him back to his hotel. People just ran to the stadium. themselves, fell on the platform and were praying and were crying and were worshipping God. He didn't ask anybody to come. Can you believe that? Do you know he started a church at the time? Can you believe that? Yes, sir. One day I saw him, I said, "Ikabod, The glory has departed. He said, Demas has departed from me. Haven't fallen in love with this present world. And they make bold of him. man, they Nahosumandeo. As if that's supposed to justify it, my people. There's nothing wrong with dying serving God. The car you don't drive on the air. Trust me, you drive better things in heaven. That's not a joke. Other people that you know, pray for them. We can't be losing ministers like that. Say God, recover your laborers. Say Lord, disturb them where they are comfortable, where they are not supposed to be. Pray for these people. Are you sleeping? Say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to give life to my brother. I ask you to give life to my sister. I ask you to give life. Give life. Give life. Keep them in the center of your will. Lord, keep them in the center of your will. Lord, pull them back. Don't let them go. Like a prodigal son. (laughs) Chase them down, Lord. Lord, if you have to appear to them physically and say, Son, follow me. Lord, we are, that's what we're asking. That's what we're asking. Tell them, Lord, you are amongst the pigs. There's nothing you are doing, your prodigal son. Follow me. Jesus, they love you. We testify. Lord, we testify. Lord, have mercy upon them. Reveal yourself to them again. David said, when my heart is overwhelmed. You know many people, I've just given you two names that we all know here. Almost all of us here, we know these people. Say, Lord, open their eyes. Let them see there's no security anywhere. Security is only in God. Stonewall Jackson said, I'm as safe on the battlefield as I am in my bedroom if I'm in the center of the will of God. Say, Lord, recover the revelation for them. Strengthen them. Angels came and strengthened Jesus in the garden when his heart was overwhelmed. Lord, we ask, Strengthen these people. Lord, strengthen these people. Strengthen my brother. Strengthen my sister. Let them come back to the center of your will. Let's pray for them like Paul. Say, Lord, open their eyes. Fill them with the knowledge of your will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding. I testify that they love the brethren. You can't reason these things out with people. Only Jesus. Say, Lord, don't let them succeed in any other path. But that which you appointed them to be on. Say, Lord, don't let them succeed in any other place. But that place which you kept them to be on. Keep them in the center of your will. Now, quickly pray for yourself for one minute also. Say, Lord, fill me with the this, with this spirit of wisdom and revelation. Make me have understanding. Let me not depart from the center of your will. Now, I want you to take a minute. Pray for all the preachers that you've been feeling they're in dangerous zones. You know a pastor somewhere. You think where he is, is dangerous. Some of them don't have to be in Sokoto or Medjugorje. Sometimes they are in one part of Lagos. They are in one village. Rural area. Where people still worship other gods. And the missionaries may not be safe there. Pray for them. Say, Lord, keep them safe. Provide for them. Say, Lord, keep them safe. Provide. 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 Provide provide for them. Send them encouragement. Send your your angels, Lord, to encourage them. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. I just want to beg us, you know, it's easy to just hear the kind of things we go away. We prayed now, but you can't pray for the whole world, you understand? I mean, it's difficult, you know, and you want to punch with focus i like you to just make something a habit. You go to a church, pray for your pastor regularly. You come here, pray for me regularly. You listen to Pastor pastor, pray for him. You know people are preaching they will pray for them regularly. Then pray for some people, you may not even know them, but anytime they are preaching, you know, you enjoy their ministry. And you don't want them to derail. You know, know, there are preachers I hear those days. I hear them, they say, I said, I don't listen to this man anymore. I said, the thing is preaching, I don't understand. What happens is some people, they get discouraged. You preach the truth. this <laughs> truth and you preach it too much. Eh? Sometimes church no go grow. Yes, ah, can't just be preaching the truth like that. Church is not growing. They just change the message small. Church increases in number. That's what happens to people. Start preaching to you and the church is going to grow. You go for church growth meetings. You have to encourage the people. But they didn't send it to encourage anybody. They send sent it to go and preach the truth. I like one thing Oswald Chimba said. Sir Jesus didn't come to save the world. Said Jesus didn't come to save the world. It was the Father that was saving the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in the Son will not perish but have eternal life. Who was saving the world? The Son came to do the will of the Father. The Son did not come to save the world. He came to do the will of the of the Father. It was the Father that was saving the world. So the Father has said to the Son, Go and kill the world. <sniffs> you know what I will do? i come come. The volume of the book is written on me. I'm delighted to do thy will, oh my God. Thy law is within my heart. you will behead everybody. But the Father said, No, I want you to go and give your life. As a sacrifice for the redemption of men. Nobody, nobody sent anybody to come and encourage anybody. He was just there to do what? Do the will of God. If God is encouraging people, fine. One that so sometimes it can be hard for pastors. The spirit, the truth, it doesn't gather the crowd, it doesn't bring offerings. Sometimes man must eat. That's why people get, easily get discouraged. But of course, we cannot give that as an excuse not to do the will of God. We can't. The Bible says Paul said that you have not resisted sin to the shedding of blood. John said they overcame him. Not loving their lives even unto death. So what's the big deal? We cannot overcome Satan if we're not, if we're afraid of hunger. We can't overcome if we're afraid. My friends will build houses I will not build. You are getting my point. But what's the assignment? What what am I talking about? We owe each other this. Take a preacher that you, you like. You listen to him. It can be an American. Doesn't have to be a Nigerian. But it's a true preacher. I'm not talking about jokers. Don't waste your time with those who are doing, a abracadabra on television. Talking about serious people who are preaching the truth of God. Is that would I know them? You will know whose words are blessing you. Forget all of you. Just sit down and listen for five minutes. You will know the person whose spirit is right and whose spirit is wrong. So that one, we don't need all the discussion. That, I am a of God. Sit down. If you are born again, you'll say sit down there and listen for five minutes. If at the end of five minutes you are still blessed, that guy is born again. What am I saying? It can be an American preacher you listen to five years ago. Don't like to listen to him anymore. Talk to the Lord about him. Spreading a doctrine that is stopping your soul and you know this ruins people. Pray for him. And there's the point. Make it a habit. What did I say? Make it, a habit. make it a habit. That's why you don't need too many people. Pick a few. God has planted in that church for a reason. What would not happen? You will have done your part. Are you getting my point? If the man does not change, it does not mean you were wrong. It just means he did. You know, God cannot force anybody to do anything. You pray, 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 pray like this. Do you know, after everything, do you know Balaam was still negotiating with Balak on how to make it? Do you know that? With all the manifestation, angel showed up, everything, everything. He too tried to curse when he couldn't curse. You know what he did? He called Balak to decide. You see these boys? God is protecting them. This is how to remove the protection. Any fine girls in your city? Balak said yes. Say arrange party, arrange party. Call the celebration of, of the festival break dance. Just call it anything. Say worship. Then get the girls to wear their hot mini skirts. Paint their faces well. Go invite the boys for party. That despite all the revelation that God said, these people are blessed, they are blessed, they are blessed. Balaam was still doing his own business. But at least, let God encounter your brother the way he encountered Balaam. Are you getting my yes, point? Then after that, we are all human beings. Each choice, each person will still make his choice. But let it not be that all we did was wasted our time commenting and criticizing. And we are not taking time to pray. Tell your brother, Pastor Gemuti. Okay, that I said, you should tell him to stop. That I said, that if he was praying for these people, he would not be cutting them to pieces in the public. They can take their messages, analyze them, and send it to them. He can teach his own truth. But if he's praying for these people, he won't treat them like that. Let's give the Lord thanks. So, Lord, thank you for what we have learned today. So, we will not feel our responsibility. We will not fail. We will not fail. We will not fail. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, I will give you praise. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ.